0: So let's get down to business with another episode of Start a Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. And we are back. Thank you so much for joining us for yet another episode of the Startup Hustle podcast. I am your host, Lauren Conway, founder and CEO of Innovate Her KC. And I got to tell you, uh, we would not be where we are today as Startup Hustle without the power of Gusto. Uh, they are today's episode sponsor, and Gusto with, with them, taking care of employees has never been more important. And they have been helping more than 100,000 small businesses run payroll, For benefits, onboard new employees, and more. They call it the people platform for a reason. It doesn't just look nice, it works. And we are so grateful to them for sponsoring this episode of the Startup Hustle Podcast and for helping all of those entrepreneurs out there who, you know, sometimes we don't want to do payroll and we don't want to have to worry about all this stuff. So today on the Startup Hustle Podcast, um, I am... I always get really excited when we have innovators on the show, and, and, and I, I am very excited today. We're gonna to get a little bit of the youth perspective. We have with us Joanna Menix, and she is, you know what, she she is a triple threat. She's doing a lot of stuff. Um, but she is a capital markets professional with a leading VC firm. Um, She's a VFA fellow, a venture for America. We'll talk, probably talk about that a little bit later. And then she's got a side hustle, JL media. So she's doing all kinds of stuff. And so we're going to talk about all kinds of stuff because (laughs) that makes sense. Joanna, thank you for being on the show.
1: Hey, Lauren. Thanks so much. Yeah, I'm pumped to dive into this with you being the the queen of of female leadership and female advocacy yourself. So super pumped Uh, to dig deeper here. We've got a lot to talk about. Whenever we talk about like imposter syndrome, I'm just like, don't get into your
0: imposter But then people say things like that to me and I'm just like, oh, really? No. Uh, But thank you for that. That is an appropriate response and you're very kind. Um, so so yeah, let, let's hop into it because we've got a lot of ground to cover. It seems like you're you're doing a lot of stuff. So why don't we start with the basic and just you know kind of tell us a little bit about you? How did you get here and, and what do you do? We want to hear about you.
1: <laughs> yeah, it sounds good. I think the the knee-jerk reaction is to kind of tell the logistics. Oh, I graduated from here and I majored in this, but I'd say if I was gonna give you the the real live look into who I actually am. I would say I am, you know, a woman who is searching for what my purpose is, what I am meant to do, what the mark I'm supposed to leave on this world. I'm an optimistic leader, a little clumsy, probably forgetful and a little late. Um, But taking it back to the beginning, uh, I grew up on a small farm here in Missouri. And that's something that I can't help but mention because I think it's really instilled a lot of values and made me who I am today. And so went from, you know, raising chickens and hogs and cows with my family to UMKC here in Kansas City. And that's really what brought me here. Um, Obviously, so thankful for that. This has been a great place to start my career. As you mentioned, I am more of on the younger professional side. I'm four years out of college. So keep in mind that my perspective is definitely from that type of view in terms of female leadership and in my current experiences within the working world. Um, but at UMKC, I majored in marketing and accounting. Definitely loved the advertising side, um, but received the wise advice to pursue accounting and get that tangible knowledge, uh, knowing that I was probably gonna pursue something within startups or business, and, and definitely was wanting to gun for a leadership role someday. So became a CPA, worked for a large public accounting firm here in Kansas City, which was a great experience. And as you mentioned, um, I'm now at a a VC firm, which has been an awesome experience just to talk to all these founders and see these badass women leaders in action who are just crushing it um, with their businesses and trying to soak up as much knowledge as I I can from them and and how they run their operations. Um, But outside of that, I mean, play volleyball, love to travel, always down to try out the next new restaurant in Kansas City. Um, So hit me up if that's you too. But yeah, that's the (laughs) show. I'm
0: like, like, can we be besties? I like all of (laughs) them. Um uh, well, so, so I want to, I'm going to circle back on something that you said, and I, I'm not even going to ask a question. I'm just going to make a statement. Um, so you were kind of talking about how you're a little bit younger and that your lens is, you know, maybe not as seasoned as some of the other guests that we've had on the show. But I just, I wanted to just make a note really quickly that your perspective, not only is it equally valid, um, but it is just as wanted um when we're talking about entrepreneurial spaces, startups, female leadership, um you know you you might be younger, but I think that's a beautiful thing. Like let's talk about what leadership looks like to you, from your perspective, because I'm old. I know what leadership looks like to me, but I want to hear from you <laughs> so so I'm actually I, I, I I'm love had, that and that I, I had... <laughs> oh, go ahead. <laughs>
1: No, yeah, I was gonna say I had that same reflection. I was like, man, is my opinion and, and how I've experienced things in this short time. Is it important? Is it, you know, impactful? And I had to have the same conversation internally with myself that you just said. Of Yes, it is. We are the next upcoming generation of women leaders. And ultimately, there's a ton of energy within, you know, not only kansas city but everywhere for from women of my age whether that be a little older a little younger um and have really uh, seen just kind of an uprising of that talent so yeah. I, i'm just i'm grateful to to have the opportunity to speak on that
0: yeah well well so so i i love that and i do i want to ask i'm going to ask that question um, because I think it's really important, and we ta- We actually talked a little bit about this before we hit the record button. But what does female leadership mean to you?
1: To me, it's about not um, embracing who you are as a woman or those natural, innate qualities. Um, in, in your leadership style, it's about harnessing those strengths that we have, whether that be being nurturing, empathetic, understanding. Um, we are tough um, internally, but then we will support you and cheer for you externally and really be someone in your corner. Um, and someone put it best they said, You know, how do I have the success? of a man professionally but not lose the qualities that make up who i am as a woman in the process and really leading with that authentic leadership um and, and not altering who you are to try to fit in and conform and i think i, I want to mention that we as women have heard so many different examples of um, why we may not succeed, reasons why society may hold us back, why we may not be brought up for that role, whether that be relationship status or, you know, maybe you're having children. Um, but those same qualities can also be the exact reasons why we are so destined for success and why we are able um, to make an impact without like suppressing those qualities and and who we are so it's not women are are better leaders than men and and men are bad you know at the end of the day we're going to be around the same table so to me it doesn't make sense to generalize and and put a large blame on the quote unquote other side, because we're in this together. Um, I think it's about harnessing those innate qualities and traits that make us women to lead fearlessly and authentically in the workplace.
0: Yeah. It's really interesting because I I think that There's a lot of talk these days, and I I even talk about this topic often on my episodes of the show. You know, there's a lot of conversation around diversity, and diversity can mean a lot of different things, but I think what you're hitting on is that diversity of thought. Um, You know, when you have people of different genders and different races and different um, abilities, um, you get a much more comprehensive look at whatever problem you're trying to attack. And every business has problems and challenges. Um, it's it's kind of the entrepreneurial way you know how do we solve this problem and having more voices and more perspectives at the table it helps you solve problems better so so to your point you know when we as women have to get to sit at the table with men or people who are agender non-binary um you know we get to we get to bring that to fruition like all of those different perspectives so i'm going to ask you and, and I think this is a, a conversational topic that you're, you're interested in. But I'm going to ask you, let's drill down on that a little bit. So when you're talking about female leadership, you're talking about qualities that women tend to exhibit, um, mm-hmm. whether that's at, at work or in their personal life. So what are some of those qualities that you think make a really good woman leader?
1: Yeah, and you know, I reflected on that in in my experiences and the women leader that I've aspired to. But I've also kind of asked around and and said, hey, what are some major qualities that you admire in other women leaders? And not surprisingly, there's a lot of amazingly positive aspects of that that have kind of surfaced up uh, and tend to come up a lot. And I hit on a few earlier, but I would say natural teacher, um, especially. In my first role in my career, it was a very easy and natural thing to approach a woman and ask for help and for them to take the time to really go through it and, and mentor you through it. And they, they see potential in you. And not only do they see it and voice that to you and say, hey, I can tell that that you um, you know are destined for this. Let's talk about how you can get there. Let's set up a plan. Um, and, and they definitely have this. Fierce uh, mentorship abilities, and also just a hype woman and a cheerleader that's in your corner. Um, but I'd say they're also energetic and, and give you the permission to be authentic in the sense that they show it themselves. So maybe it's a woman leader who um, exhibits that they take time for their their personal life, or they make time for themselves to work out or um, enjoy travel, and then allowing you as a younger woman to not feel. Um, like you're going to be penalized for that, or that you may not measure up to other men in the workforce because you are, you know, taking time for yourself, which only makes us stronger. So, right. those are those are a couple of of common ones. I'd also say that fostering community comes really natural to women, which is incredibly important in various workplaces and, and cultures. So, um, and, and just making people feel comfortable for speaking up. And yeah. someone who directs and asks, hey, what's your opinion? Because we can relate to being at that table and, and feeling scared to speak up. So yeah. it's, it's definitely important to have someone who brings that out of kind of the younger generation coming up into the workplace. Well, so, so
0: what, you're, what you're talking about, you're talking about a couple of different things, but the two that most kind of stand out to me, you're talking about empowerment But you're also talking about psychological safety. Um, You know, women tend to be pretty, pretty good (laughs) at creating an environment where psychological safety is possible. Like if you're talking about a team that is able to voice concern, ask questions, um, you know, talk about you know, maybe some of the the rough or difficult things that they're dealing with at any given moment, the kind of environment where you're not only able to, but encouraged to take time for yourself, restorative time. Yeah, Um, Like those are all kind of the benchmarks of creating an environment of psychological safety. So I'm going to ask you this, Um, you know, you've talked about what makes a great leader. And you've also, you you mentioned the fact that, you know, you had seen that modeled for you. And so mm-hmm. I want to ask you, like, have you worked with any particular mentors or any particular people who have created a strong sense of psychological safety? Like, you know, brag on them a little bit and tell us about that experience from your, your perspective.
1: Yeah. And, you know, no one that, um, you know, has, Specifically been designated as my mentor, but have just had the kindness to take me under their wing. And honestly, when thinking about it, there's a good portion of them that are men and they have, you know, heard me out as a woman and have provided good perspective on the other side as well, which I think goes back to the point that, hey, we're all just trying to get around the same table. um, So certainly can't discredit the fact that there are a lot of men out there who are actively um, mentoring young women like myself. But I would say looking back, some women that have been incredibly important were certainly um, professors in college who said hey i see something in you and and like what are you looking to do how do we get there who can i connect you with what do you need and just being vocal about what you're looking for and letting women um take the lead in and helping you get there is another important aspect but seeing them you know having a family and You know, on the outside, it looks like they have it all, right? But then getting an inside look into how that came to fruition. um, And then, of course, in in my first career at uh, Grant Thornton, I had amazing women leaders. I'll I'll shout out Jennifer and Alex, who immediately took me under their wing and made sure that it was a great experience start to finish, especially that that natural teaching side um, and being there to help navigate any of those challenges that that come up uh, when you're just getting started in your career. So too many to name, honestly, and they span multiple genders, cultures, um, places, and races. But I think that's, it has a ripple effect. You know, now I have that drive and I love mentoring and working with younger women. So hopefully we can all just keep doing it one by one. And I know we're growing stronger by the day. Yeah.
0: One of the things that we kind of talk about around the the innovator tables, uh, when we're when we're talking about the work that we do, we 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 discuss the pipeline. You know, so we have organizations that serve young women or young girls and then we have organizations like innovate her kc and like other other networking organizations mentorship organizations that serve kind of like the early professionals mid-level professionals and like going all the way up to executive leadership but then we have to ask ourselves the question like once you have ach- ach- achieved and attained these levels how do you reach behind you to pull up that next generation yep so that it becomes a cyclical uh, process to bring women to success and empowerment. Um, And and, and so I love that you're mindful of that. Can you talk to us a little bit about how you, Joanna, mentor?
1: Yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, I'd say one of the organizations here locally that I love being a part of is Junior Achievement. Just with the business angle and Growing up, I honestly had no idea that anything that I'm doing now even existed, um, especially being from a, a rural town, which no shame on that. I, I love my town for many reasons, but I think it's important to be that example and that voice of what are the possibilities. You know, you don't know what you don't know growing up or what to explore. So I love talking to younger students about those opportunities and then i would just have to say it's it's about modeling it it's about when you're leading a team um, especially in the public accounting world are you taking the time to be your best self are you modeling that hey volunteering is important to me that's a part of who i am authentically i'm not going to be there tomorrow but here's how i'm working around that like i'm working extra hours here i'll be available for you here here's the plan um and you know talking about how you are just naturally kind of making way for them to do those same things um and as a mentor i think you find women who naturally gravitate towards you and have those same interests and i think that's how it's happened for me personally is Connecting with a younger woman and and realizing that I see a little, I see my younger self in them and, um, you know, want to help them not make the same mistakes that I've made, you know, I've made plenty. And so it's always just good to, as you mentioned, turn around and say, hey, what are your goals? What are your dreams? What are you trying to do? And then it's easy for us to connect them immediately to ways, resources, people that help them get there. Yeah.
0: Um, So so I'm going to bust in here really quickly because I I, as you're talking like I just I love listening to you talk about like how you mentor. What I find interesting is earlier you had mentioned that you didn't really have like a formal mentor, though you had people who were very invested in your success. And so I'm going to really quick, I'm going to reference back. um, We recently had a, a startup hustle TV episode where we very explicitly talked about mentorship how do you find mentors Uh, and one of the things that always strikes me about mentorship and this drives me it drives me crazy and this is this is a totally agender like thing it has nothing to do male women non-binary like it doesn't even matter Um, everybody struggles with this people don't ask for mentors They just got like, there are people in your orbit who are invested in your success. They want you to do well. You talk to them, but very rarely do people have like a very, um, explicit conversation. Like, will you be my mentor? Can we establish Mm -hmm. that this is a relationship? And so for our listeners at home, like I, this is one of my, my soapbox passion points and, and poor Joanna, you're just going to have to sit there and let me do it for a second, but ask for mentors. Um, I get asked to mentor people all the time. And sometimes I don't have the bandwidth, and sometimes I do. and but I have never once been offended by or annoyed by, or like I always take it as a huge compliment. But ask and then establish what that relationship means and how it can be like productive and beneficial. but but don't be afraid to ask. You miss a hundred shots. you hundred percent of the shots you don't take. That's the saying. Um, so I just want to throw that out there. Um, it, it, and, and I
1: apologize. That was, no, you know, I, I love that. And I, I honestly, <laughs> that is something that I have reflected on previously and said, I need to start building a, a board of directors for my life. You know, yeah. companies have board of directors mm-hmm. to guide them. So why don't we, as women or any gender have a board of directors for your life. So pick one person yeah. from each area that you're looking to improve in or strive towards. You know, if you're looking to um well, an easy one, be an entrepreneur, okay, get a badass entrepreneur on your board of directors and meet with them quarterly. If you are looking to be a working mom, all right, get a badass working mom on your board of directors and meet yeah. with them quarterly and pick out those things of your life that are important to you and, and establish that. So I, I 100% agree with you on, on that importance. And I am definitely hope to do that more. Well, I just, I, w- I want to let you know that
0: I am totally stealing. Well, now I'll, I'll, I'll attribute it to you, but board of directors for your life. Like I love the way that you just expressed that. That was amazing. Um, so I will definitely be using that going forward. And will be that, that was Joanna Menix. She came up with the <laughs> idea, but I just love it. Um, but yeah, like I, I, and I love that you can add it on, like get very specific, like where are you now? Where do you want to go mm-hmm. and find the people who are going to be able to offer their perspective and advice to help you get there. You know, And so I love that you got, you, you know, you're able to be so intentional about that. Um, that is, that is super cool. So really quickly, you know, we're talking about, about mentorship and we're talking about people who can help you and guide you. And I would be remiss. If I did not tell you that Gusto is absolutely one of those organizations, if you are an, or a, a small business owner or an entrepreneur, um, Gusto is definitely going to be able to step in and help you out. Look, here's the deal. Paydays are great. Uh, running payroll, you know, you have to calculate taxes. You have to worry about deductions, compliance. It is not... Not the best, not easy. no. And, and very few people like doing it. Um I'm glad that there are people out here who, there who do, like Gusto. Um and of course, Gusto is great at it. You know, it is a simple, online payroll and benefits system built for small businesses, specifically for for business owners. Um, They will automatically file your payroll taxes. They will directly deposit your team's pay Uh, and more. You can offer all kinds of benefits, 401ks, health insurance, workers' comp. Um, And because I'm really excited to tell tell you all about this, Because you are a Startup Hustle listener, Gusto has been kind and awesome enough to offer three months free once you run your first payroll. So go to Gusto.com backslash Startup Hustle. Uh, That is Gusto.com backslash Startup Hustle. And we are very, very excited to have them on as sponsors of this episode. But more importantly, we're really excited to hook them up with some entrepreneurs who probably really need what they offer. Um, so so let's let us let let's hop right back into it. Um, all right. So one of the things that I really want to talk to you about, because I think you'll have a really interesting lens to apply to this, um, is I want to talk to you about entrepreneurship and I want to talk to you about women specifically and I want to talk to you about venture capital. Um, you know, you're you're making some moves there and there are not very many female VCs, are there?
1: I, I, I don't believe there are. They're not. No, they're not. Um, but ever increasing, which is always exciting to see. Yes. Um, so, so there
0: is, and I believe this, this number tracks back to 2018. There's a number out there that 2.2% of venture capital secured in 2018 went to female founded companies. And then there's this really super dismal number uh, of what is it, 0.067% went to female founders of color. That is a giant discrepancy, any which way you slice it. So I do want to I want to talk to you a little bit about that. Like I feel uh-huh. like you have a pretty interesting perspective. You said that things are getting better what does that landscape look like to you
1: yeah no and and i want to almost circle back in the sense of of venture for america and the work they're doing because i think first and foremost we have to see ourselves as entrepreneurs and have that confidence and belief that we can start a company we can raise capital and that it is possible for us um and honestly before venture for america i i would talk to men and they'd be like oh yeah i'm gonna start a company and i'm gonna make a million dollars and i would 100 percent believe them and then i had to ask myself well why don't i when i say that to myself internally why does it not why does it seem fake like why do i not believe yeah. that i can do the same thing um and eventually i had to realize like it was my own internal limits that i was setting on myself and who i thought i could be um and just recognizing that sometimes we have to get out of our own way sure. and figure out how later and say yes now um so to that note i think it's important to even just tell a, a young woman that you recognize talent in and say hey i think you'd be a really good founder someday like you have a lot of good ideas you're really good managing people have you ever thought about that and just yeah. start planting the seed um, for that to grow into uh, maybe a potential founder. But on the extent yeah. of venture capital, I mean, you're exactly right. Yes. Um, the majority of, of companies to this day that I talk to are male-led, but there are definitely um, a solid, strong handful of women who blow me away every single time with not only their um, ability to lead with conviction and confidence, but also their ability to connect with you—that that human aspect, that um, understanding and empathy, and and just recognizing the culture that they create within their companies. So, yeah. definitely seeing a, a lot of VCs um, focus specifically on women um, which is great i mean there's there's definitely people who take that lens and and they really run with it which is what we need you know we need people who are building a a strong foundation for that to continue to grow and i'm sure those women founders will have awesome exits and they'll turn back around they'll reach back and they'll help another um, starting Business continue to thrive, so the circle. that flywheel is just getting started. It's yeah. it is it is going. Yep, I think we're going to see continual progress, um, speeding up more and more every year. Yeah,
0: well, well that that is very good to hear, and I'm definitely psyched to hear your impression as someone who is so immersed in it. Um, I'm actually, I I thought I wanted to talk to you about one thing, and then I realized that (laughs) I don't anymore, so I'm changing directions again, and you... (gasps) I'm here for it. Let's roll. Um, So so you said something, you hit on something really interesting. Um, So one of the... In Innovate Her Casey, we put polls out periodically, and we did a poll not too long ago, and we found that we, we asked our members... Um, if you are interested in a position like different positions of leadership, and this could mean you know, leadership at a company, this could mean like civic leadership, this could any number of, of leadership positions, what we asked was, what is the reason that you're not pursuing it? And 38%, this was actually the majority of respondents, 38% said that they weren't pursuing a um a leadership position they were interested in because they didn't feel qualified. And so you're talking about that imposter syndrome piece. And I, I'll mm-hmm. even I'll share something a little personal. Um, but when I first, you know, my, my title at Innovate Her KC is founder and CEO. And when I first started doing this, I was super embarrassed when I would share that. I would be like, that sounds so pretentious. It sounds like I'm bragging when the fact is like, it's just what I do. You know, it's my job. I am founder of this organization and I am the CEO of this organization and I'm responsible for its operations. And I had to like stop myself and ask, why do I feel such like a a knee-jerk, gut, like visceral gut? apprehension about sharing that, um, in a very factual way. Like, I'm not like, I'm the best CEO ever. It's like, no, I'm just the CEO. I am, you know, and, and I really had to sit down and wonder why that was the case. And so I want to talk to you a little bit about imposter syndrome. You know, we've talked about the, the strengths of female leadership and there, and there's a ton, you know, I, I wouldn't uh. know what I do if I didn't believe that, but talk to me about, um, Talk to me about imposter syndrome. Talk to me about where you think that comes from or or how that influences
1: you. And you know, the the strength part is a good point because even the fact that I would assume, I don't have the data on this, but I would assume that we feel it a little more strongly than men. um, That I think in itself is also a strength in some regards because it motivates us to continue learning, continue striving. We are self-aware of our weaknesses and we are motivated to um, turn those weaknesses into strengths. Um, yeah. Now when it gets dangerous is when it becomes debilitating and it, it's holding you back. And I have yeah. absolutely felt that, um, especially in transitioning from public accounting to venture capital, oh my gosh, I was drowning in imposter syndrome for a very, very, very long time um, yeah. when I first began. So. For me, I, I think it's about stepping back and recognizing that um, I I'm ready for this. I've been working my whole life for this opportunity. And if I wasn't the 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 candidate that they wanted, I wouldn't have been offered the position. So I need to lean into this, fall head first if I have to, a couple of times, and just realize that I am the person. this and I I need to just, I need to figure it out. Like, yes, I'm self-aware of who I am and the areas that I have to improve on, but there's no reason that the person next to me should feel a thousand percent confident and have similar experiences. And for me to be, you know, the one who's internally telling myself that I'm not good enough when, you know, sometimes we can even disregard outside feedback. That's telling us the exact opposite of what we're thinking. Um, so sometimes I'll even write it down and I'll say, "All right, here's what I I think about how I'm doing, and here's what outside feedback has said. These aren't aligning. So I need to realize that um, and, and give myself some grace and and move on from that. Um, so we all face it. It is it is definitely an evil green beast that that exists. Um, I love a quote by Shelly Archambro, and she says that every time you take a big leap forward, you fall and land at the bottom of your next learning curve. Right. And... It's going through those ups and downs, ebbs and flows. As you're hitting stride in your career, you're becoming really comfortable in what you're doing and how to lead and then falling flat again and learning again. And that's how we progress and continue to, to move forward. Yeah.
0: Well, that's incredible. Um, and, I, and I loved that. And again, I, I just love how intentional you are about forward motion. Like how do we keep progressing. And I think I think that you're you're absolutely right. Like at times, you know, imposter syndrome, its root is in humility. Um -hmm. that's that's kind of the germ of imposter syndrome. And I and I don't actually think that humility is an inherently bad thing. Um but but you're absolutely correct. Like when it gets to be too powerful and it becomes a hindrance rather than a a motivation. Um that's that's when we have a really really big problem um so so i love how tactical you've gotten in in your dealings with it um so so i'm gonna circle back i, I keep doing this to you but there are things that i just keep i'm like wait no i wanted to touch on that too uh, <laughs> I, i'm gonna circle back a little bit and i'm gonna i'm gonna ask you to follow me here for a second but in your intro you said that you were searching for purpose And I wrote that down because I thought that that was really interesting. And I mean, from what the conversation that we're having right now, um, I actually feel like you seem like you're pretty resolute in your purpose. Like, you know what you're on about, you know how to talk about it. Um, But but talk to me about what that search for for purpose has looked like and how you are kind of... it, it's always going to be that per that search is always going to be an iterative process. Like mm-hmm. I am significantly older than you. And I will tell you that it has never stopped for me. It has simply gotten more, um, more directed, I guess. Talk to us about the, the search for purpose for
1: you. What was yeah. that like, and that's that's an awesome question especially in the sense that i'm so young into this journey of that and have just year by year month by month struggled with all right what am i supposed to be doing and now having a couple of years under my belt i can look back and see the small steps that led to the next thing that ended up being just closer um to aligning with who i am and what i do and and honestly right now i do feel very aligned with that which is an incredible feeling um and i I think it comes with again that self-awareness of your values what's important to you and then continuing to recognize that the next step may not be the exact right step but that's okay Mm-hmm. just take it. And, and then you can go from there. And, um, you should have like paralysis by analysis. Like, Oh, I want to do everything. I want to, um, major in psychology and, and go into organizational behavior and do all of these things. And it's like, okay, well I can't do everything. Um, but recognizing that each little part becomes a part of that purpose. And I want to say that to your point of like, Oh, it, you know, it seems like you kind of have that resolute I always make a point to mention to younger women that you can look at anyone and say your path looks like a straight line. I can clearly see how this led to that and that the choices you made are dotted lines that you eventually just connected. And that is never how it actually is in real life. Um, It's always walking blindly and then stumbling upon an opportunity because... have broadcast your intentions you have broadcast where you're looking to go and what you're looking to do and then opportunities um, have come your way because you've attracted that and and that goes back to the point of you know what i am ready for this this is something that i can and do and will figure out right now and i'm not going to put this off another year just because i don't i don't feel qualified um and my purpose Man, I want to be a leader. And I want to do that within the community and um, amongst women and others. I I think I find that through youth and talking about business and entrepreneurship. Um, And, you know, maybe someday I I do become a mom. I'm, I'm not anywhere near that right now, but I think it's also important to note as women that if you're married and you have a family and and your purpose is stepping away from your career to you know raise the next generation of leaders then that is also a success you know yeah. I think we are unique as women in terms of the various paths that we have to find that purpose um and I wouldn't trade that for anything But it's important to recognize that there isn't one right answer or, you know, we have to pursue a career to be purposeful or vice versa. We don't have to pursue relationships and children to have met, quote unquote, success or purpose. I think that that is a question that should be answered um, within every woman and it should not be judged. And I think
0: it's, it's very personal for sure. Yeah, Exactly. Um, and well, and I think that that's one of the things that, that that some people in certain parties miss about when we're talking about like feminism and we're talking about equal opportunity. The fact is, like, it's all about choice. What works yeah. for you doesn't necessarily work for me. And what works for me doesn't necessarily work to work for the woman who has, you know, two kids, um, or the parent who has two kids. Um, and and so, and that's okay. That's, that's kind of the way that we want it. Like everybody having the ability and the, um, well, yeah, the, the ability just to to choose their choices and have right. the support and resources and tools that they need in order to do that. Um, so, so I, I, I love that. Um, I, I I have I have two more questions for you, and th- this next one is kind of like a a wrap up question, but I'm super interested to hear your response. So, we have peppered this entire talk um like like I said like you're very good at getting like tactical about kind of philosophical metaphorical existential questions which I find fascinating because a lot of people really aren't like great at that they're like I'll talk I'll think about the big things but then what do we do to like put them into action um so I'm gonna ask you to reframe the question and I'm gonna say you're talking to another young woman um, who's interested in being a leader, who might be interested in being an
1: entrepreneur, but what's your best advice to her? Ooh, I would say um, start doing it. What, oh, what okay. is okay. Is, <laughs> you know, I, I tend to, to err towards the side of like, just try it and maybe you fail, but that's one step closer to the next success. So I would say, what is something that you do that... Um, you, you kind of do naturally, people naturally come to you for, what's a skill that you find really exciting to enhance or learn about um, or that you can offer and, and how can you turn that into a business if you're looking to be an entrepreneur or, or what portion of the market is something that just lights you up and, and gets you excited um, or a problem that you wanna solve. I have like this list of, in my phone of problems. And yeah. I love thinking through, Hey, what are potential ways that we can solve these problems? Um, and then seek mentors and, and <laughs> as you mentioned earlier, make them also say ask yes, them. <laughs> <Also> <laughs> ask them, make them check yes or no. Yeah. Um, and then start being the person saying, I am an entrepreneur. I am starting this and not shying away from the fact that you were trying and then let people um bring you to the resources and i think as women like we got to be a bridge like we got to connect the right people to the right people or the right information to the right people and i think we can get in a mindset of scarcity where there's only room for so many of us at the top but that's just not not the case and we need to be open Open
0: mindset all day long.
1: <laughs> exactly, and I struggle with that as well. I'm I'm no um, I'm not immune from that. Absolutely not. But um, yeah, I would say jump right, right in and get started, and put out a plan, and get feedback, and just see where it leads. Because half the time you'll end up being surprised at how far it goes.
0: Yeah. Uh, jump right in. Amazing life advice from Joanna. Also an awesome uh song by The Urge. Just say <laughs> yeah. Um, so so now we come to the the final question. It's always my favorite question just because it's so goofy. Uh and, and the que- the question that I'm gonna ask, like you've referenced travel several times. <laughs> and I know that we're we have not uh we haven't been living in a world where travel has been super encouraged. Um, for the court, like the past year, year and a half that I want to hear, like you, you mentioned that before we hopped on, you mentioned that you were planning some trips. Like if you could go anywhere right now, um, snap your fingers and be there. Where do you, where do you want to be right now?
1: Um, I, so upcoming trips are Columbia, which I'm really excited about. I have not been uh, to that part of South uh, America yet. So super pumped, awesome. but I had to say favorite country is totally cliche, but I'm in love with Ireland, uh, happiest People ever, it is such a good time, good vibe. Everyone is is so excited, and in a good mood. Um, snap my fingers. I'd be in an Irish pub drinking a Guinness, fresh off. the
0: Wait, drink, So drinking a Guinness, I have to ask, would you be dancing an Irish jig? Like I feel like that's a thing. Like, you do, right. <laughs> hey, I'll do anything. I'll get up there and dance. Sure
1: your <laughs> like, thing. Whether it's like in- <laughs> it to be in Ireland, like that's fine. <laughs> Absolutely. Whether it's Galway Girl by a Cheyrian or uh, an Irish jig, here for it.
0: All right. Well, well, I'll tell you what,
1: Joanna, it has been
0: lovely to have you on Start Apostle. And we just want to thank you so much for taking the time and, and and being so very thoughtful and transparent in, in what you've shared. And I, I just know that our listeners are going to get going to get so much out of out of your wisdom. Um, but but thank you. Thank you so
1: much. I appreciate it. There's so much more. Thank you so much. I would love I know, to hear there, that was That was like there the mirror well.
0: tip of the iceberg. Like, I mean, we can we talk forever, but then, um, you know, Matt and Matt would be like, what the hell? Uh, so so <laughs> we won't do sure. that. Um, but, you know, thank you appreciate so much for being it. here. And then we also have to thank... Our episode sponsor, um, you know, Gusto is a really incredible company. If you run a startup, they are the way to go. You are going to want to run your payroll through Gusto. You can deposit paychecks and file payroll taxes automatically. You can get employee benefits like health insurance, onboarding, expert HR, and more. Keep your employees happy. Definitely keep you happy on payroll day, which I know gives entrepreneurs like super white knuckle experiences. Um, Gusto takes all of the guesswork and all of the problems and they help you run all of that stuff smoothly, which I cannot tell you how much of a pain point that is for most entrepreneurs and small business owners. Uh, Something really cool that Gusto has offered to Startup Hustle listeners exclusively. We're at a very special club. Um, They have offered three months free when you go to gusto.com backslash Startup Hustle. That's gusto.com backslash Startup Hustle. And we definitely don't want you to miss out on that deal. So listeners, uh, head to gusto.com. But also, thank you, thank you, thank you for taking the time to listen to us today um we are very grateful for you and we will catch you on the flip side later peace (laughs) startup hustles brought to you by fullscale.io helping you build a software team quickly and affordably make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button then come find us on instagram see you next time do it